0: hello everyone welcome back to in the mix with myla so a week in review i guess a little quick recap i mean not much has gone on from week to week for me within the last time i gave a heads up as to what was going on in in the life of me myla um but yeah so today's podcast segment's pretty much gonna be all things reality tv and pop culture so i'm gonna give a little bit of my pop culture takes for this week and uh just things that have been going on that kind of uh intrigued me and we're gonna jump right into it and then dive right in after to um just i'm gonna call it the reality rewind just because i'm covering topics in reality tv world in terms of the shows that i love and just kind of debriefing on that past and present and past meaning they either just recently wrapped up or we have started the season and uh there's just so much to uncover so let's just jump right in. So, starting with just a little bit of a recap of some pop culture things that have been going on this week. I mean, so the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial I know has been on hiatus for about a week up until this Monday, right? And I think uh They had um, cross-examinations that are starting this week. So I think I'm going to get some more updates because I've been listening to two podcasts in particular that have just been super helpful, super insightful, given the fact that I do live here in Canada and I don't have access to uh, the live uh, showings of the court TV, it happening, the actual uh, case unfolding. I mean, if anyone can let me know where I could watch it, legally, of course, uh hit me up otherwise uh yeah the court tv podcast though has been super super helpful in the sense of it's available on spotify so i was able to actually listen in there and i actually found a podcast that i love so much now her name is amanda hirsch she has a podcast called uh not skinny but not fat i think that's what it is correct me if i'm wrong but uh you can find her i will definitely um try and share that link somehow on my twitter and possibly my instagram for reference if you're really interested in um Finding out more about the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp trial in um, kind of more of a shorter soundbite because reading tons and tons of articles, people don't have time these days. And like I said, if you do not have access like me to watching the case unfold live uh, and you don't have a streaming platform, having the soundbites in a hour long podcast, 45 minute to an hour long segment, it's a lot easier to dose and digest. And there's just been some great great amazing content that you can find in podcasts um in and around wherever you listen to your podcast whether that be spotify apple music etc so uh just to kind of dive a little bit deep because i don't want to spend too much time on the trial just because it is still ongoing of course but just a little update from the last I had spoken about it so I remember at the time last week it had just been kind of uh been Johnny Depp's time on the stand now it's been Amber Heard's and then they went on their little bit of a week hiatus until resuming back this Monday and uh quite frankly I'm not going to get into the details of the case like play by play I think everybody knows that they're both uh they both filed defamation lawsuits from my understanding so that that's what the cases are and uh you know, with uh, Amber Heard's uh, statements on the stand, you know, talking about, like, being sexually abused by Johnny Depp, uh, you know, the fact that they've both been um, verbally and physically abusive to each other, but, you know, the extra element is the big thing in question, the sexual assault um, allegations in reference to the defamation, and it's like to say, you know, it's a lot to take on, I mean this whole thing in and of itself you know destroys either party or both parties as i see it i definitely think that uh no one wins i think i mentioned that in last week's uh, episode and um they have uh, children in the mix they have you know family and friends of course in the mix and um basically from all the news that i've kind of uh, obtained from it it's not looking good for amber Heard. i know a lot of people have been making these crazy memes and tiktoks about uh, amber Heard, and you know i still think it's in poor taste because it's really an innocent until proven guilty type of stitch so i know a lot of people find humor in other people's pain which kind of sucks but at the same time i get it but at the same time it's to say that you know If these things really did happen to her, it would be awful to know that, you know, people are even questioning or, you know, not believing her, so to speak. She hasn't really made a good case for herself based on what the evidence shows and from what I've heard in the two podcasts that I'm currently listening to. Just in terms of lying, being like blatant lies, or I guess embellishing the truth, I was told that, uh, not I was told specifically, but from what I heard, um, you know, the jurors um, are having a hard time, I think, connecting with her too, because her stories, when she is giving them, they seem to be a little bit on the fabrication side so it's hard in a way where you know you take a case like a part segment from the case being sexual assault and not believe the victim that's kind of the part that i'm even grappling with because as much as it seems like as of right now the um whole thing is kind of swaying in johnny depp's favor it does make you question you know with us having you know full-on knowledge and it and it's confirmed that he is an alcoholic he has these like crazy uh mood swings outbursts i guess to and including with the alcohol and substance abuse it doesn't seem that far off that uh being sexually aggressive in nature let alone having a uh sexual assort- assault situation happen and take place it's not that far-fetched to believe But I do feel that uh, uh, to his defense, Amber definitely has played a, um, you know, physically abusive role too. So they're both just insanely toxic people. That's kind of what it boils down to, to me, in the long and short of it. And as the case unfolds, you know, it will be very telling to see where um, it goes and what the jurors end up kind of uh, concluding when they start cross-examining, I think, this week if they haven't already and uh you know trying to find um time to uh listen to those podcasts i really highly recommend it you'll see what i'm talking about i think in greater detail and um just to draw back to the whole sexual assault thing i think that's the part that i'm having a really hard time with like you know as much as it's looking like uh, johnny depp may or may not win this or it's kind of swing in his favor it's very hard to like rationalize uh you know someone lying about being sexually assaulted but i digress so kind of switching gears a little bit in terms of pop culture news and something that another headline rather that really drew to my attention are all things britney spears first off i want to say my condolences to britney spears With the fact that uh, her and her husband Sam have lost their baby after I think just it's been just a little under a month since they announced that they were pregnant. But unfortunately, it seems that she lost the baby. I think it was this, this, uh, it was either this Monday or this past weekend. I can't remember when she made the announcement, but news uh, outlets have uh, reported this. And I think she also mentioned it on her Instagram. So, really, really sad to hear that because it just seems like this whole new britney era and you know just her conservatorship ending and you know her kind of reintegrating herself back into the world on her terms and of her own volition and just being you know free and fluid if you will uh you know it is kind of a, a sad bump in the road for this new journey for her so hopefully like you know the Grass is greener on the other side, and even though she had this loss, if this is something that her and her husband want to um, uh, try it again, who knows? You just never know. She's still relatively young, and my god, there's all these women in Hollywood that are like 40 and fabulous, and I'm sure there's women like uh, you know, myself who aren't famous that have you know, children at 40. My god, I can speak to it in my own family of women who have had children at 40 and are in their 40s rather and are doing amazing amazing jobs so um uh, moving forward with that as much as i love Brittany and all the good things that are coming from this despite the sad news of her losing her baby there has been all this talk and i can't let it go because i know me and my boyfriend were talking about it uh just the other day and i think he sees it a little differently than i do but we do um kind of resonate on the same point that this whole um thing kind of movement that uh britney posts a lot of random content on her instagram and one of the things that have just been coming up and it's become a talk i noticed for a lot of people is that um she's been posting a lot of nude photos also not completely nude if you actually look at her instagram photos there's always some sort of like emoji covering the quote-unquote more intimate parts if you will but more often than not in those photos she is pretty much nude if not nude she's maybe wearing an underwear and it's just like she's cupping her breasts or um you know whatever may have you and i thought to myself my first initial instinct as much as she's being liberating like liberate she is liberated excuse me and um she's going through this 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 new kind of phase chapter in her life unfortunately it does bore the question for me is there a chance that um it might little might be a little bit of a cry for help so no one give me flack for saying that about britney because you know live your life uh you know i i am i i've been a britney spears fan forever since uh hit me baby one more time became the thing and i made sure to get a uh, cassette tape that's how old i am if that ages me i don't know but yeah <laughs> But yeah, all this to say, um, you know, really love Britney. The nude photos are a tad bit concerning for me, but it's not like anyone really cares about my opinion on Britney Spears, let alone Britney Spears herself. But I do hope that, you know, these nude photos are not to get misconstrued. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, especially people that have been having some concerns about britney's nude photos is that i think it was for women's health magazine i'm can't 100 percent be sure that it is women's health i'd have to take a look so as i'm taking a look on instagram i'm just going to um state that uh hillary duff if for those of you who know the celebrity hillary duff from like lizzie mcguire and uh you know she was on that show um oh my gosh what was the show that she was just on with uh was that news magazine show What was it mind you she's on how how i met your father actually she's on there and she was on a yes she was on a tv show called younger for those that don't know hillary duff it just gave you a little bit of a rundown who she is but lizzie mcguire is probably her most iconic work and the fact that she's a singer too um did a whole nude spread and everyone's like oh it's a time for like liberating women so if liz if well, i'm gonna call her lizzie mcguire now if hillary duff can do it Who's to say that Britney can't do it? And that's not what I think people are trying to read into. I think the difference is is that um, with the whole liberating Britney, free Britney thing being a thing now, and it's actually a reality for her, she is free, quote unquote, in the sense of, you know, as anybody else would be, hence the conservatorship being removed is it a cry for help so in my opinion i'm just i'm on the fence i do think it could just be just her being really really comfortable in her own skin i just find the content to be a lot so i don't know i have no again i have no problem with her doing it obviously it's not what i'm trying to say and again who am i to like judge her and i'm not judging her i just do find that the um the amount of nude photos is a lot it is a bit concerning I do know that uh, other people's point of view have said that it's kind of it's kind of maybe a way that she's trying to kind of quote unquote, make herself relevant. And for people that think that way, mind you, I could see and understand that point of it because she hasn't really released any like new albums or content or whatever in I guess a few years. But on the flip side of that and the, the side that I agree with is that Britney Spears will f- always forever be relevant and um, that's just her doing her thing. So as much as I'm kind of in the middle, I am a Libra, so I tend to try and find the balance of things with this whole Britney thing. I will say that um, I'm happy for her liberating, woo! but at the same time, it is a little bit concerning, so. Just continuing to wish Brittany well and uh, hoping she continues to live her best life and that uh, everything is okay with her. So yeah, before I continue, yeah, so I just got the confirmation it was Women's Health Magazine. If you see Hillary Duff's or Women's Health um, Instagram on May 10th, it was uh, posted her entire spread. It's called the Body Issue Spread in Women's Health And the fact that Hilary Duff is young and vibrant and pretty much did a nude photo shoot, essentially kind of just living in her skin. Why can't Britney do it, right? All right. So moving on from there. Uh, Yeah, I'm again, I'm not hating on the Kardashians, but you know, they're relevant. So I have to talk about it. And it's something that just came to light yesterday and it makes me so freaking happy. So for those of you that are ride die, ride or, ride, die? Ride or die <laughs> Kim K fans, I will say this, I do not hate her. I used to be a fan of hers. Uh, now I'm on the fence. In recent years, um, just the oversaturation of the Kardashian market has just made me, I wouldn't say a fan. No, I wouldn't say a non-fan. I support you know, them being the socialites and businesswomen that they are. However, like any human being, people can rub you the wrong way. And again, I'm going to just circle back to my Met Gala conversation that I had uh, with y'all last week's episode just to add this little bit of an update with regards to Kim K and the Marilyn Monroe number that she wore on the Met Gala carpet. Um, Yeah, you guys know how I felt about that. I really, really, really don't think she should have been wearing that Marilyn Monroe dress. That dress is fucking iconic and uh, it's classic and it's just one of those things where it needs to be preserved it needed to be preserved i'm saying it needs to be but unfortunately it hadn't been because uh for whatever rights rules regulations i don't know what the process is to be able to retrieve such a sacred item like that to be able to wear it uh All the work that she had to do to even try and get in it and she fully couldn't get in it because if anyone got to see other clippings that were circulating around the internet, uh, thanks to my uh, girlfriend Jess, she ended up showing me that um, Kim actually couldn't get her derriere for a better way of putting it into the dress fully. Even with losing the weight and whatever have you that she needed to do to get into that Marilyn iconic happy birthday Mr. President dress um she still couldn't even get in it so in my mind first off why don't you get a replica and if you love the dress that much and you want to channel your inner Marilyn to your outer self for the med gala get a replica wear the replica and do it in her name kind of like a halloween costume you know I went as uh, Jennifer Aniston, AKA Rachel Green, from Friends this past Halloween. Do I look like Rachel Green? Do I look like Jennifer Aniston? Absolutely not. For those of you who don't know, I am a black woman, so therefore I had to channel my inner Jennifer Aniston, AKA Rachel Green, so, uh, you know, and I did her a central perk look for Halloween. So we know that Kim K and Marilyn Monroe look nothing alike, but if you wanna embody and channel her, do you boo and you have the money to be able to replicate the dress which it turns out she actually ended up doing so i don't understand why she felt the need to even wear the original dress given the fact that she had a replica but i digress the big news is the designer the designer of the dress okay let me just clarify his name for y'all Because it was an article that was posted in the E! News. Bob Mackey, if I'm saying that right, actually is the designer of the iconic Marilyn Monroe dress that Kim K wore. And he even issued his statement, big mistake, huge mistake. Okay? That Kim K was even allowed to wear that dress and the dress that actually should be preserved. So even the designer, and I'm kind of like struggling because I'm like, I feel as the designer, he should have some rights (laughs) about the iconic once in a lifetime dress worn by MM herself, be able to be worn by anyone else. It should be in like the Smithsonian or something or some sort of metropolitan art museum i don't know but again i just wanted to like run and circulate that that back because it made me so happy to hear that even the designer himself of the actual dress for marilyn monroe thought it was a bad idea it was a huge mistake his words not mine but and i agree (laughs) and i totally share that sentiment like i think a lot of people did so i don't care how iconic how relevant you are the fact that you thought that that was okay Given the fact of the prestige of what that is, that symbol, what it means, what it represents, it's a part of it's a part of pop culture history. Okay, as fact, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and the fact of the matter. So, it was really refreshing to know that it wasn't just random people feeling this way about um her wearing the dress. The designer himself did, but you know what can I say? At the end of the day, she wore the dress. It's what was done is done there's no going back but for the mere fact that she couldn't fit in the dress and the designer thought it was a bad idea i don't know if he knew if he had felt that way before after during the process of uh, uh us finding out that she was planning to do this look but uh yeah i mean anyway that's enough of that i don't want to talk about the kardashians anymore so i'm gonna take a quick break give me two seconds hey guys so back from my break um so yeah moving forward and switching gears uh time to kind of dive into the reality tv world so to speak and um kind of just give like a bit of a walkthrough on all things um i'm currently zoned in in and focused on in that world of the shows that i love so starting off we're going to top off with the selling sunset reunion which happened a couple weeks ago now so a little late to be recapping but i just had to because i mean why not um, to say that the reunion was, you know, lackluster is an understatement. I definitely don't feel that we needed a reunion. I think uh, the reunion was definitely overhyped and it was something that a lot of us being invested in watching the Selling Sunset show um was looking forward to and re- we're gonna appreciate like so much so especially if you are a fan of different reality tv shows that do have reunion specials like the bravo universe with andy cohen the love the legend and the one and only in my opinion that could ever do uh, a reunion episode justice it being him um you know you you look forward to it so when the whole cast was hyping it up on their socials and then it actually finally released and aired at the the first uh, friday of may this earlier this month it kind of had us you know i mean i'm saying us and i'm speaking for everybody but i could probably agree that a lot of people kind of shared my sentiment based on uh the socials that i've seen and the content that's out there that um it definitely didn't live up to the hype you know so uh for that being said the biggest reveals obviously were the fact that uh, you know um amanda and christine weren't present amanda had apparently tested positive for covid19 so she had to kind of zoom in into the reunion for a hot minute and then christine was nowhere to be found allegedly she also had tested positive for covid but that turns out to kind of be false from what um people are saying and putting out there and it kind of just kind of comes off that christine just didn't want to have anything to do with the reunion because given how the season ended it kind of seemed like christine and the oppenheim group and the whole selling sunset world is just kind of a back and like not a forethought priority for her anymore at this point she is always kind of been the self-proclaimed boss uh boss woman boss bitch if you will um you know kind of not a uh, not a follower of any kind of pack she's definitely a leader and uh does her things her own way and i say that in the sense of um i'm not saying that she's not a team player but uh christine tends to kind of give off like i run my own ship type of vibe so for her being a real estate agent in this like family unit that is the oppenheim group and uh you know she's pretty much at uh outs and odds with everyone in that um cast um minus uh the newcomer chelsea this season the new uh real estate agent chelsea which i love and adore and she's amazing there's just all these severed ties here that i guess it just didn't really phase her to even be a part of the reunion at this point and she was missed because i can't lie she is at the center of all the drama that is selling sunset for that aspect of it so it would have been nice to have her there but i get it if she's checked out which i think we all are at this point at least for me anyway at the end of this season then there was really no need for her to even be there let alone for a reunion to even have taken place so with that being said um to really kind of hone in on what the reunion touched upon aside from uh, the absence of amanda amanda and christine was the fact that uh Chrishell is in a new relationship with a non-binary person the australian uh musician g flip and that was just eye-opening and shocking for all of us who didn't know i know there was a lot of Circulation and um, tea being spilt all over TikTok about uh, her having this um, relationship uh, unfold uh, like uh, a while ago, like it was kind of out. I mean, she seems like she's been in the relationship for a little while uh, post uh, her breakup with uh, Jason. But I mean, uh, it was news to a lot of people, I think, that day at the reunion and more so given the fact that it is with a non-binary person. So that, I guess was eye-opening for all which way because that isn't um at least this isn't what the front that Chriselle portrays on the show and I guess in her life to a certain extent her real life certain extent so where that reality tv and real life line blurs is questionable but I digress the fact that, uh, for me, we got to kind of see, uh, Jason and relation, uh, Jason and Crescelle's and relationship, uh, play out on our screen in those 10 episodes. We kind of see the rise and fall of the relationship. Although, unfortunately, we got to get all that tea prior to the show even airing. It just kind of felt very lackluster and not for nothing. Getting to see the relationship unfold felt kind of cringy given the fact that now, with uh christelle being in a new relationship and the fact that uh, you know her relationship with Jason seemed like like roses and rainbows and smiles for a good while. And the only point of contention was this idea of um, starting a family together and progressing forward and that just really being a non negotiable for her to get that started like ASAP. Whereas Jason was just not on board with that at this time in his life. He really wants to focus on his business and um, think about the idea of... Um, having a family and starting that let alone with Kershel a lot later because you could see from the reunion um Jason is really still head over heels for Kershaw and I feel like Kershaw maybe kind of shares that sentiment but she can't really um mask that emotion or mask that emotion unmask that emotion rather so fully and she couldn't on that reunion let alone in social media I think she just kind of uh, chalks it up for them having a loving and neutral respect for one another, but she's in a whole new relationship now where she seems to be living her best life, very carefree and wild and fun, and uh, she can't really tap into those emotions anymore, or maybe she's just over it now, so she doesn't uh, allow us, or let alone herself, see that unfold anymore. We got to watch it unfold on our screens, but now, so to speak, it's you know unfortunately when these things air it's like you're rehashing like old old stuff the past the wounds for them i'm sure when you know they've tried to probably move past it at this point so when they do have a reunion special it's like having to relive something that you buried like you know all all many months ago so i digress on that because i'm just pretty much like over the whole Chrishell and Jason thing I was really rooting for them at the beginning when I knew about them and then when I found out that they had broken up I think in December of last year the end of uh, 2021 it just kind of you know knowing that that was what was yet to come in the season five uh, episodes to unfold or season rather it was like kind of bittersweet (laughs) and uh yeah I mean. Aside from that, I really wish we would have gotten more of Heather and Tarek's, uh wedding on our screen. There might be legal reasons for that. From what I understood, uh, Tarek's also on a HGTV show. And there is, uh, I think, conflicting rules with um, uh, appearing on two shows at the same time. I know there's all these legalities where that's concerned. And I'm sure also, too, you know, there are like uh, there's only so much you can show in like a 30 minute episode of uh, selling sunset or let alone any show so they can only kind of capture as much as they can so we got a little bit of a taste of their wedding like little snippets here and there but definitely not as much as i would have liked to have seen on my screen and a whole lot less of chrishell and jason's relationship for quite frankly it was nice to see mary get promoted i mean i like mary and seeing that happen for her was great and her kind of taking over the brokerage in a managerial standpoint uh whilst uh Brett and Jason are focusing on the opening of the Oppenheim Group in the OC, which also came to light in the um, reunion special that uh, there is going to be uh, selling the OC. So they're going to have another spinoff of the of the selling umbrella, even though Selling Tampa does not belong to the Oppenheim Group. They are um, going to have another installment with the uh, brothers opening their... Um, office in the orange county area of california so that actually honestly seems based on the trailer that they got to show us way more interesting than what selling sunset was for me this season so i'm definitely looking forward to selling the oc and uh my last thoughts final thoughts on selling sunset again didn't need a reunion the 10 episodes gave me all that i need to know and i do just wish them all the best moving forward in the season six and seven um if they do get picked up by netflix and the production people for that to kind of air because i mean not for nothing but um with all the drama ensuing and i felt like we got a lot less um you know house content this season we got little bits you know here and there uh you know i was excited about emma maybe sparking a relationship with that contractor dude Uh, i think his name's i can't even remember his name now makai or something like this it was very interesting but again these things didn't really take center focus it was either christine drama like christine versus everybody else just extract chelsea from that scenario and um it, Rochelle and jason which for me i lost interest in a very long time ago so that's that on selling sunset switching gears to um the summer house reunion so for those of you who watch summer house on bravo tv um this was i don't even remember what season this is now oh my gosh i am so out of the loop in terms of knowing what season I just watch the show season after season that i don't really focus on um uh what you might call it i don't really focus on where we're at in the seasons as they air but uh, the su- uh, summer house reunion, I mean, finally we got to see Kaimanda get married after I think it's been three years of their engagement. It was so nice to see uh, them get married. They've definitely had their trials and tribulations for sure. So, this is it the season six reunion. I just Googled it. So, after all that's gone on with them, it was so nice to see um, that unfold. Although, I will say, uh, you know, I do wish them well, because the amount of arguing and like tete a tete they had all season long and for seasons past, and just the relationship on a whole that they've gotten to share with us on our t v screens has been a lot to digest at a point that like I think a lot of people too, and including their other housemates and friends, were very like uh weary that they may have not made it down the aisle at that point just because you know, it seemed like uh, they'd butt heads and wouldn't necessarily see eye to eye on on many things, especially where it came to like, you know, Kyle uh, and the whole prenup talk and, you know, Kyle and, you know, um, the fact that he had his whole um, infidelity issue a few seasons back and, um, you know, Amanda, I think kind of still suffering from some trust issues with Kyle. It was that was even telling in and of itself so um you know they definitely have things to work on just because they're married doesn't mean it's all like peaches and cream type of deal but um it was really nice to see them get married and i love the fact that uh, carl officiated it because he seems to be he seemed to have always been team kai manda for the longest time so that's awesome also speaking of carl seeing carl and Lindsay finally get together towards the end of the season i mean not necessarily that they were together it seems like they had ended up only establishing their girlfriend and boyfriend status actually early this year after he had passed his one year of sobriety is when um the relationship kind of blossomed even more into now them actually giving their relationship a title as boyfriend and girlfriend because i know for a while they were kind of kind of trying to keep that like kind of under wraps but uh towards the end of uh the season of uh of uh at kyle and amanda's wedding of summer house they kind of seemed to share that they were both feeling each other in more than just a friendship kind of manner and let alone being best friends at that so that's just awesome and seeing their love story unfold on social and things like that and what they share with us is so exciting because for me right now they are a relationship by ship so excited about that But then there's unfortunately the flip side to Summer House's uh, season 6 episodes that kind of unfold and then the reunion special and seeing the, just once again, um, it was aired all season long, this whole Paige and Ciara kind of having this mean girl edit and then it kind of spilling into the reunion, I mean... The whole drama with Austin, with between, uh, Sierra and Lindsay at the time. And then, um, just Paige kind of being like her hype man and cheerleader with that, you know, it was kind of, it, it kind of, for me, it got lost in the, in, in the sauce of, uh, Paige even like establishing a relationship with, uh, Southern Charms, uh, Craig Conover. Or can I don't know how do you say his last name, but anyways, it, that to me even became uh, like irrelevant at this point, just because Paige had this mean girl edit, and lo and behold, I don't even think it was an edit. I genuinely feel that that was Paige's mo this season, along with Ciara, but probably a lot harder than Ciara. I don't know why she felt that. She kind of addressed it in the reunion that she feels that she's been like kind of ousted by the side of the cast like danielle and uh carl and Lindsay, for the better half of her time on the show or i guess off and on although she had a thing with carl at like early on in her uh time entering the summer house a few seasons back when hannah brought her on i think it was so or amanda i can't remember which um summer house castmate had brought her on hannah being a former castmate um But, you know, all this to say she said that she struggled in kind of aligning and finding friendships in the house outside of Amanda and uh, Hannah at the time. And then I thought to myself, like, girl, what are you... Like, you're grasping at straws. Again, that's her experience. But for me, I'm just, like, I really don't see how that could just kind of change you into this, like, mean girl vibe. And, like, Ciara, on the other hand... can understand why Ciara felt she needed to get on the defense and be so like you know angry and upset with Lindsay over the whole Austin drama and all of that but like for example um it boiling to a point where um she's throwing glass now at people like oh glass she threw a wine glass at Danielle And it even apparently scarred Danielle's chest, which we find out in the in in the reunion uh, special. It was like, again, when I replay that scene over and over again in my head and then thinking about the fact that, again, I like Sierra when Luke brought her on as his kind of girl he was seeing casually dating. And same for Paige. I was a huge fan of Paige when she first stepped on the scene but now after this season i couldn't care less for the both of them and we can do without summer house i feel like we need well not without the show we can do without them on summer house or like a cash shift or change or dynamic shift or like whatever you know let Paige move to charleston you know be on southern charm with her new boyfriend craig and be done with it as for sierra like i could care less if she's back or not but between her and Paige, i literally can't i wouldn't even be able to stomach another summer house season with them i would just genuinely want to watch to see kind of how kyle and amanda and Lindsay and carl's relationship unfolds and seeing more of uh seeing more of uh danielle and uh her boyfriend i'm drawing a blank on his name right now and uh the rest of the cast like i'm a huge fan of luke and andrea and the fact that andrea has a girlfriend now after his whole mixing and mingling with Paige, and um and uh poor alex didn't really get much screen time but uh he was really entertaining at the reunion so i would love to see more of alex and hopefully they would give him more time and maya maya being a new addition as well along with alex this season was great i love maya i'd love to watch her she just seems like very switzerland and i love her like feedback and takes on stuff and just seeing her become more of a uh regular in the summer house crew i know there's a winter house coming up shortly and i don't know that maya was in that but it would have been nice to see her and not Sierra. but to each their own and yeah that's all i'll say about the summer house reunion i just gotta say that with all the drama that did unfold this season and having um you know uh, a lot of dynamic shifts i think with the friendships and stuff this season i am very curious to what next season will bring and if they will uh listen to all of us on our socials like twitter for example you know kind of saying that like i feel like summer house really needs a cast shake up um i highly doubt that they would um take off page and sierra given the fact that they were in their they were in winter house which is going to be airing soon they in like i say were cuz it just filmed or it wrapped up filming um, but yeah that's it for summer house for me Moving into Real Housewives of Atlanta. So it is back. Uh, we're supposed to be getting a more OG type of feel. Having Sheree Whitfield back on her screen. Super excited about her. She's one of the original Housewives of Atlanta. And it's so great to see her and have her back because uh, she is one of the OGs that started it all. We really don't have anyone aside from her being one of the OGs from the very beginning come back twice now. It's her second time back, I believe. And it's just so great to have her back because she's just such a great housewife. And just the bone collector, although she said she's not really a bone collector this season. I heard on a podcast interview that she did but uh just having her back is just amazing she's great tv and i low-key think she's related to me i don't know why i have this theory just this because i find she looks like the splitting image of my uh paternal grandmother so yeah it's crazy but anyway um yeah this season so far i mean we're three episodes in and uh, what i gotta say is that happy to have these ladies back on the screen the atl uh women are hella entertaining um not a drew sidora fan i actually never have been and um i probably never will be i can't stand the drama and the storyline and edit around drew um as a housewife let alone what her i guess her Component storyline, I said it already, to the show is this season with her and her drama with her husband, Ralph, yet again, it's been a storyline since she jumped on the scene and it's just, like, not entertaining anymore, uh, just, Ralph's always painted in a bad light and I don't know if she's, like, aware or realizes that and I'm just like, why would you want this on TV? It isn't good TV either because all I can say is that you... Really, really, really need to take a hard look at what we're seeing on our end, Drew, and kind of, you know, reevaluate if this is the right like thing you want to be in. Because your husband is shady as hell. All these little secret rendezvous with masseuses and random getaway trips—it's—it's just not a good look. Ralph just doesn't necessarily seem like great husband material from what we're getting to see and it's just it's cringe. It's so cringe and like disrespectful and I mean the fact that you weren't aware what gaslighting is and now you are aware after reading the definition on I think the second episode this season. Uh, you know, that's not something to be proud of so the fact that she's like clapping back at all these people hating on her marriage i get it but one you put your marriage out there for all of us to kind of witness and see and you already know um, people are gonna give their feedback especially when uh you know we see you struggling and you know we want to give you constructive feedback but you know, obviously, it's your will to take it or not, but that's what that's all about. It's it's a mess. Like, for those of you who watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, you get it. Like, watching Drew and her marriage unfold on our TV screen and, like, what their drama is this season already, three episodes in, is just, uh, it's a lot. And her coming to bat for her relationship and her marriage, rightfully so, but it's just it's a nightmare and i can't even imagine what what what's more to come in the coming uh episode so stay tuned guys sundays at 8 7 central i believe it is on bravo tv um what else can i say sanya being a new addition to the uh, atlanta crew this season of women amazing i like her already she's jamaican what what can relate of course it's amazing um olympic athlete legend already in and of itself uh jamaicans are very proud of their own soul like most cultures i'm sure and and uh, backgrounds and uh countries and all that so uh yeah sanya just see it feels like good energy she seems like she fits and vibes with this cast and crew you know it just it, it's a good fit and then you know um having kenya back all of these ladies they're amazing and it's just so great to see Um, how uh, they integrate together and the conversations. And I think Candy Burris had said it on uh, one of her podcast um, interviews that she did. You can definitely feel the camaraderie and um, like the real sisterhood amongst these group of women this season. So it's going to be really interesting to watch that unfold. Also, Marlo Hampton finally got her peach after all these seasons of being a friend of uh, season after season uh you know it's so great to have her now being one of the main uh, uh housewives this season because it's great she is great tv she throws a shade like the rest of them and the best of them and um it's great to have her on like I said my least favorite is probably Drew Sedora but it is what it is you can't love them all so it's gonna be interesting to see that unfold I will say this though after the last episode if I have to tie in all three episodes and what the content that we've got to see this far thus far um i die with drop it like drew is laughable to me um it doesn't seem like um legit but uh to give context you gotta check out my twitter <laughs> i tweet about all this stuff on a regular basis so i'm always chiming in on there Uh, yeah, it's 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 it seems like it seems it seems like Drew's trying to find a storyline, and that's just my opinion. It doesn't seem like there's really like good content to say. But when I want to talk about someone that's actually worth talking about for me, would be Kenya Moore. Oh man, this woman's been through it, like you know, after you know, filing for divorce from her husband Mark and trying to get that going and underway you know she still tries to keep it all together and do the best that she can being a uh, fantastic mom from what we get to see with brooklyn she celebrated her birthday and they had like a tea party theme for brooklyn and that tea party was all kinds of crazy but in the best way um kenya decided to have a tea party for the grown-up table as well and they were spilling tea in the sense of just all the shady remarks that were coming up there was just insane to me like from uh from uh, drew's husband is a probably not a straight man to uh candy apparently giving sexual favors in the locker room i'm just like these women are crazy i don't even understand it but i just can't get over the fact that kenya felt that that was a good time to hash this out at her daughter's birthday party wild to the point that one of the mothers that had accompanied her daughter at uh, the birthday party had gotten so offended that she kind of yelled this is a kid's party and got up and left and like honestly I wouldn't be surprised I probably would have done the same thing given the fact that it's just not the time and place to be having that kind of conversation very crass if you will um at your daughter's tea party she was she's three years old after all it's not like they're like you know young adults or anything it's 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 a little girl's tea party not the time and place but i guess you get the content when you can right uh moving on uh real housewives of beverly hills so that just premiered uh last tuesday i think so tonight i believe uh not tonight my god what am i saying tuesday night sorry was uh the second episode that aired and um yeah or when it's wednesdays now oh my gosh okay i think i have all my real housewives dates all mixed up yes sorry tuesdays is new jersey and now wednesdays is beverly hills so jersey just wrapped up so i'm going to talk about that reunion in just a moment and just recap some highlights of that but speaking of Beverly Hills you know so the uh season premiere had just aired last Wednesday and uh Wednesday night this week is the second episode and I guess we're gonna kind of deal with Uh, the aftermath so to speak i mean kind of they kind of uncovered it in the season premiere because that's kind of what the focus was heavy on uh dorit's um home invasion and near-death experience which was so crazy and so sad and so like like gut-wrenching to watch just knowing that you know these uh horrible human beings decided to like you know hold her at have her up at gunpoint and rob her with her children not too far away in their rooms respectively. And it's just to say, you know, PK wasn't home. Apparently he was on a flight out where I'm not quite sure. It might have been London or something. He wasn't home and it was just her and the kids alone. Unfortunately, you know, the security alarm was not activated. So, you know, she thought that uh when she heard a door open it was maybe one of her kids just coming into the room and lo and behold it was these two uh uh two older people i don't know if they were both men i'm assuming they are and had her at gunpoint and tried to get her to rob uh try to get her to um remain calm and quiet and like let them rob the place and uh also begging for her life at the same time because i do think one of them had threatened to kill her if she made a fuss or scream or noise or what have you and it's just so sad that like these things actually happen to people let alone you know seeing it unfold like in real time when it was happening on her video camera footage that she was able to obtain just bits and pieces they got to put together and then watching her like retell the story of how it happened and the play-by-play of it to all the other ladies at uh, Kyle's house in that episode was just insane um and then i mean we didn't really dive into anything else in the uh premiere outside of the fact that we do know there is a um a real a new real housewife that's joining the team that we're gonna get to see um make her appearance i believe in uh tonight's episode we're gonna i keep saying tonight i'm sorry guys on uh wednesday night's episode So super, super, super excited to kind of see that unfold and get to see the new, um, the new casts. (sighs) Sorry, just drawing a blank here. Yes, I wanted to get her name. Diana, sorry, Diana Jenkins. She is the new uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, Housewife coming into the play uh, this season. And so apparently she's a firecracker. She's essentially, quote unquote, the new villain, so to speak. Um, And uh, it's going to be really fun to like watch that unfold and see her because I do feel like we needed a new... Beverly Hills is just really good at casting. I noticed with this group, it's been very consistent. And um, for the last few seasons, there hasn't been a bad a bad casting in my opinion it's been a while like every housewife that's come into that uh, installment of the franchise has been highly entertaining so i can't imagine that um then Dan- diana's going to not deliver anything but amazingness i think we're still going to touch into the whole erica jean drama which to me is like ugh. It's still baffling to me and it's even more baffling the amount of disrespect she gave that producer on uh the season premiere episode i thought she was so rude and it was just so uncalled for uh, again to each their own, but like the fact that she speaks to them like that, I'm like, you don't need to be on the show anymore. Cause I know for me, if I was going through what Erica was going through, and I understand that we've gone to see her all these seasons, get to know her and her life, and her glamorous life, and her husband Tom, and all this stuff, but all the allegations and lawsuits that kind of unfolded and unraveled last season, I couldn't even bring myself to doing any more seasons. I would want to kind of as much as she would still be in the public eye i don't necessarily think she would need the beverly hills uh backing of the of the real housewives in the mix of all of that especially coming off of last season oh my god the fact that she decided to come back i guess would show a sign of bravery but i'm also over her storyline it's just not entertaining to me anymore and it's a lot of tragicness that's even uh associated with her and her husband and everything else far and few in between so i think we're gonna get a little bit more to that story in bits and pieces but more so her kind of trying to i guess rise above it so to speak because literally last season that's all anyone could talk about um uh as it unfolded that was kind of the big Elephant in the room, if you will. So we'll see that unfold. But uh, yeah, I think Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is going to be such a wild card this season. We really don't know which direction it's going to go. Like I said, it did start with something very heavy and tragic for dorit with the home invasion. And we know that there's more Erica Jane drama to come. Um, but we do know that uh, Kyle and Kathy have a bit of a falling out. So that'll be really interesting to hear. And why does it shock me that it feels like lisa renna kind of spearheads that whole mess that's gonna come between kyle and kathy so that's unfortunate but that feels like lisa's lisa renna's mo she's the own it queen so she probably wanted that to be a relevant thing i also know that lisa renna and sutton are having their own drama which is so like it's snooze fest to me like the fact that it's even a storyline or a plug is just like yeah move it along keep it moving i can't like i'm so over it so done so i definitely really don't know how this season's gonna unfold with uh beverly hills but stay tuned and uh lastly i saved the best for last so far on my reality tv show recaps another real Housewives staple jersey the new jersey housewives oh my gosh what a season they never fail they never disappoint i have nothing bad to say about the real housewives of new jersey except for the fact that i just can't wrap up my head around this teresa versus margaret drama it's so wild to me and you know i know a lot of people can feel that they find themselves in the middle or strongly heavily weighing on one side it either being team teresa or team margaret honestly after watching the third part of the three-part reunion you can't help you can't help but feel for both ladies in this moment but dare i say i'm kind of team margaret after watching the third episode only because i mean if you've seen the season unfold and you kind of get the real nooks and crannies of the storyline that was unfolding between teresa and margaret basically so to speak we know that teresa has had this new man in her life her now fiance louis Louis realis and there is all kinds of crazy allegations that are out there in and around the streets of new jersey and apparently on social media and in the entertainment news for all of us to see way before the season had even started so obviously because now louis is uh, openly boyfriend and girlfriend with teresa and uh we got uh only a taste of him at the end of last season it was gonna only be right that we would have seen a lot more of him this season him being in that quote quote unquote real husband role um you know the talks about anybody's past new to the group always comes to light so you know margaret decided to get upon herself to bring these uh Allegations that are up against Louie too light, and uh that just set Teresa off in all the wrong way. And I get why it set Teresa off, but her reasoning for being mad at Margaret and holding it too near and dear to her heart through the entire season is wild. The fact that she thinks that Margaret is the one that puts those quote unquote allegations statements, rumors, whatever you will, out there is just insanity let alone we get the position that Teresa's is trying to make that it hurt her it hurt louis and she hates that it's affected him in many ways more than one apparently all the drama of it unfolding also costed louis his job we ended up finding out in the season three reunion uh um episode and um season three sorry part three of this season (laughs) reunion uh so you know it being talked about i think is what teresa is really like resonating with but more so um you know she would have hoped that like people know how she operates and that she doesn't want to talk about her her business like it's just not something she wants to do but the problem is is again these women tend to forget that they're on a reality tv show so anything that is happening in the dark is going to come to light that is the nature of these shows you don't want to be on those shows and have your business be out there don't be on it but teresa is an og real housewives of new jersey housewife like it just wouldn't be the same without her in my opinion i cannot see the show thriving without her so you would think after i believe it's now their 12th season she would know that you know nothing is off the table to talk about Mark decided to be the one to um openly talk about it in this setting with this group on camera for all of us to witness and see and it just ignited a whole fire in teresa that she clearly isn't burning out anytime soon and it costed i guess a friendship with uh margaret or any kind of reconciliation with margaret at this time we will see what happens next season but as of now she is holding that near and dear to her heart that uh margaret like is the one that leaked it to the press and this and that and is talking with all the uh, ex-girlfriends and uh wife of Louis and bringing all this to light so that's unfortunate and you know truth of the matter is we already know that isn't margaret's fault it isn't margaret's doing it is margaret's doing for talking about it on camera but again margaret was trying to come from a good place for Louis to settle uh this thing and clear the air for all of us watchers and that friendship group on our tvs to like you know Put to rest, put to bed. Margaret also being at the center of the uh, Jennifer and Bill drama in the sense of um, bringing to light this 10 plus year uh, secret that they had that Bill had actually cheated on Jennifer 10 odd years ago while she was pregnant with their first child and married to her, which is so sad to know that that is Bill because you just can't help but love Bill Aiden, but at the same time, you know hearing about that it's not his finest moment and you can clearly see that he was embarrassed jennifer was uh deeply embarrassed too and it kind of broke the facade that she lives this happy amazing beautiful blissful life with this great amazing husband and it's like they have no skeletons in their closet It's kind of the mo that she's been spinning for all the seasons that she's been on for and uh it kind of you know leaves a bitter taste in your mouth when you have margaret for example or anyone else she's kind of you know belittled or berated or attacked on this uh on this on in this group on this platform vocally you know i think that's it margaret reached her breaking point couldn't deal with it anymore um having the whole pot calling the kettle black thing with the fact that we do know that Margaret's always been uh, open and honest about her infidelity issues and her past marriage and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I think Margaret really felt like she needed to be vindicated in that moment. Jennifer, I guess, in a way too, it was liberating to kind of admit to the fact that the rumors are true that Bill did do this and you know also made jackie feel vindicated because uh jackie had the whole drama with teresa last season that rumor was having it that uh evan was seeing someone else some some gym trainer person i don't even know or some woman he met at the gym which ended up not being the case and it wasn't true uh i know that kind of still came up this season in the sense of uh, apparently uh allegedly jennifer was doing some digging or something along those lines or whatever and i don't even think it's allegedly i think she was doing digging but whatever have you um i think it was nice for these ladies to kind of see that like you know jennifer you can't be uh throwing stones in glass houses because your whole picture perfect uh lifestyle isn't all that it's just something that uh bill and her had tried to keep suppressed in a secret for long although according to margaret a lot of people knew in and around jersey but it just wasn't common knowledge for everybody worldwide to know in the sense of all of us that watch the show and news outlets and things like that it was just kind of i guess local talk in, in in new jersey but that's as far as it went So, you know, those were, like, the real dramatic points of uh, contention this season. Uh, You know, I mean, the Nashville trip was a disaster with Teresa throwing, like, literally the whole table of food onto Margaret when um, Margaret kind of told her that she was a liar and all these things in the sense of, again, this off-and-on drama about... um, margaret's uh spilling the tea if you will about louis past for all of us to know and hear and it pushing Teresa's buttons apparently and then getting her to that point although again i don't know that someone could really get you that riled up that you have this ability to just kind of black out and check out again i've never been in that situation i've definitely felt those feelings but for you to even like go and like execute violent behavior like that is just wild and just scary and crazy and it is what it is i guess that's also makes for good tv content too so i think you know teresa kind of knew what she was doing in that moment but again she'll say that it was out of anger and frustration with margaret and the things that she was saying to her and uh, just the whole disagreement that they were having and just calling each other all these names and stuff back and forth it's just insanity but yeah that's really i guess the reunion in a nutshell i mean the whole uh melissa and joe versus Teresa drama and that whole family ties they finally kind of uncovered that you know they really aren't as close-knit as uh you know they'd have you believe all these seasons i think we knew that from the moment melissa and joe stepped on the scene and became um, you know a part of the cast of jersey uh it was evident that you know there wasn't uh, a really close-knit relationship they've definitely worked on their relationship over the years but the fact of the matter is when they're not filming that is the extent of their relationship too they're just not that close i think they definitely stepped up when um they knew that the um um, both um, Teresa and Joe's uh, parents were, you know, they're getting older and on the decline. And then when Teresa had went to jail, you know, uh, both Joe and Melissa had stepped up to take care of uh, Teresa's daughters and whatnot and what have you. And then the passing of both Teresa's parents in that um, in that time span before and after her uh, prison sentence. But other than that, they're really not a close knit family. So they finally uncovered that on the reunion and that was great to hear because it's like stop faking this funk let some of reality tv be real so great that they uncovered that but that drama between them is just like so old news uh the you know blatant like disregard for how awesome of a friend Dolores has been to Teresa was also really eye-opening but at the same time it seems that like both Teresa and Dolores have an understanding of how their friendship works and they're both more so Dolores in my opinion loyal to a fault it's amazing how she still rides or dies for Teresa and it's great you know they've been childhood friends it seems like and uh you know it's just kind of grown their families know each other and they've been friends forever so despite her not being invited to um Teresa's engagement party for the craziest of reasons something along the lines of I think Dina Manzo being there and then the fact that I guess Dina Manzo and Dolores don't really have a relationship or friendship anymore they, they don't get along or what have you and the fact that um i i can't i don't know the timeline of dolores and her new relationship with her boyfriend paulie but teresa had mentioned something along the lines that either she's never hung out with paulie or um dolores didn't have a significant other at the time so it wouldn't have made sense to invite her to the engagement party which is just bananas but that's teresa for you it's just the craziest of things they just make no sense teresa's kind of lives in teresa world a lot of the time so that wasn't uh surprising i guess and it's not even surprising to dolores i think it surprises people to a certain extent but then we also know what teresa kind of gives there's this understanding that it seems that teresa and dolores have so it's like who are we to question it could look kind of crazy but uh that's what it is and then um this whole debacle about the fact that like melissa wasn't uh included as a bridesmaid in teresa's wedding but louis sisters are and the fact that people are like actually like feeling upset or annoyed or like melissa was wrong whatever come on they're not even close i don't care again this kind of ties into the whole italian culture and what the norms and right and protocols is that's a whole segment i'd love to uncover at some point in future podcast episodes but there's supposed to be this blind loyalty and fact of the matter is i guess teresa's just not having any any of that as much as their italian family and they just try to follow the italian cultures and norms and traditions that is something that just teresa's just not on board with maybe it has to do with that her uh husband-to-be is spanish and maybe they're they have they work differently in their spanish culture i don't know but i know for me culture aside if i'm not close with you why do you expect to be in my wedding let alone why would anyone expect you to be in my wedding regardless of the role that you play in my life i don't care if you're i don't know my sister whatever like we're not close i don't con you're not there for me you're not like i don't we don't consider each other close friends or we don't have a strong bond i don't see the need for me to be in your wedding uh, your family so i would expect you to be at my engagement party be at the bridal shower be at all the things including the wedding but for her to actually physically have melissa in the actual bridal party and feeling some type of way that louise um sister's ours but not uh not her okay well teresa's brother is in the wedding that 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 makes sense uh Louis sisters are in the wedding and he's close to the sisters that makes sense Teresa even seems to have a closer relationship with his sisters, uh, Louie's sisters versus uh, Melissa, because Teresa doesn't have any sisters. That makes sense. I believe Dina, her best friend, is in her wedding. That makes sense. So uh, the fact that there's even drama or like even a debacle or like a whole thing happening on socials about this is laughable to me. The blind loyalty thing. Someone's gonna have to explain it to me. I'm gonna have to have my uh, boyfriend or f- my girlfriend or someone tell me a little bit more about this. It's definitely a topic we could talk about and kind of dive in deep. So you'll uh, you'll have to be sure and stay tuned for a podcast segment where that talks that comes up into play. But all this to say, this is my recap on all things reality TV in my reality tv bubble that i love so much as of right now i will keep uh you guys all posted as these seasons tend to uh unfold and uh when they come back on our air like we do have real housewives of dubai starting june 1st uh can't wait for uh the bachelorette to come back on our screens in july uh following bachelor in paradise i heard this fall uh, uh real housewife potomac they haven't had an air date but they're coming back soon i'm believing maybe later this summer and uh missing one oh and the and the uh real housewife ultimate girl trip season two in the berkshires is coming with the ex housewives club i think that's coming june 23rd so stay tuned for my recaps on those things guys and uh This is it. It's the end of the segment of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. It's a lot of me just kind of talking and feeling my thoughts with regards to all things pop culture and reality TV. Until next week. Peace out, guys.